Time to wake Time up. To wake up. <laughs> <laughs> no longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another, but we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government, while the people have borne the cost. You are tuned in to His Hardline. Welcome to the number one show many have yet to discover. Our priorities of discussion are quite simple. We put God first. We talk about good health and how to fortify our families, followed by how we restore the republic so we have a strong nation once again. So patriots, so patriots assemble. 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 Good afternoon and good morning, wherever you're at in the world. I don't know what it looks like on your side of the world, but we're just going to say it all. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Glad to have you all here. It is Thursday, February 9th, 2023, here at His Hard Line, episode 443, where we're going to talk about the Gerald Covenant of Office. I am Jason, your co-host, with God and Jesus Christ at my side. Why? Well, because they are the host. They are the ones with the most. They are at the helm. They are in charge. They're at the wheel. Therefore, they are steering this ship through these crazy waters that we call life. Welcome. Glad to have you all here. So, ah, Taya, Taya, Taya. So much going on. I'm trying to stay away from reading the news and reading all that nonsense because it's just noise and or distraction ploys. And although I agree that we need to still keep a finger on the pulse of what's going on, um, in the fake news clown world media, I'm not going to put too much stock in what's going on because again, a lot of what we're seeing out there is all CIA driven, They're trying to control a narrative, even the ones that appear to be friendly. Now, before we get started in the conversation, I have a couple sound pieces I'm going to play. We're going to go over the Gerald Covenant of Office. That's one of the three documents that we sign as an assembly member to, uh, with, with regards to restoring our republic. It is a wonderful document. In fact, if we don't uphold our office by being honest and having the true, um, what do I want to say, the, the, the true good of the people, 
And if it's proven by other assembly members that we are not upholding our office in a rightful, moral, and ethical manner, that there can be a vote among the assembly if somebody wants to, and there's, you know, I'm, and I'm, 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 I'm acting out of line, let's just say, right? If I'm acting out of line or I am, you know, posting inflammatory rhetoric or I'm bearing witness to some degree and somebody in the assembly says, I object and I actually am going to, you know, I, I actually demand your JCO be suspended for a minimum of one year. Now, ladies and gentlemen, that's a very severe thing when you're in the assembly because that means you cannot operate and engage in this wonderful process that we know it as the Republic of America. That's a very, very serious thing. This is why, folks, see, when you status correct, nobody's going to threaten you and say, oh, well, you're not, we're not going to allow you to status correct. No, because again, that's, that's bull, that's bull crap. When you get your JCO suspended for one year, that's a pretty big, uh, it's a pretty big deal. It means that your character is operating contrary to the Declaration of Independence and the Declaration of Unalienable Rights and what's in that JCO, which we're going to read today. It's very important that you operate on the side of God with a brotherly love for your fellow men and women. And yeah, Oscar is absolutely right. That's the wide gate. Status correcting for me will enter it. The National Assembly is the narrow gate. Very well put. Before we get started, I want to start off on a lighter note. Don't ask me why this hit my mind today. Hopefully, I won't get in trouble by anybody for trademark or whatever the hell they want to call it. Not trademark, but uh, rights to it. Whatever. I'm not making money on this podcast, so I really don't care. But for some reason, this song hit my head. Now, when I was a kid, I loved C.W. McCall because my favorite song, especially as a son of a truck driver and someone who is a truck driver, I've always liked that song, Convoy. But that's not the song I'm going to play. This is the song I want to play because this is so funny. It is called. Uh... <laughs> I thought I had it right here. This is called Classified. <laughs> oh, my Lord. It's called Classified. Here it goes. I was thumbing through the want ads in the Shelby County Tribune when this classified advertisement caught my eye. It said to mediate delivery on this 57 Chevrolet half-ton pickup truck, we'll sell or swap for a height of bed and 35 bucks. Call one for old ring two and after Bob. Well, I called Bob up on the telephone. He says, hello, this is Bob speaking. I says, this here, the Bob got the pickup truck for sale? He says, yeah. I says, where are you? He says, 14 East on County 12. Turn right on the one-lane gravel road. You can park in the yard. Beware of the dog. Wipe your feet off. Knock three times and bring your billfold. Well, I tooled on East on County 12. Turned right on the one-lane gravel road. And I parked in the yard. And a German Shepherd come out and grabbed on my leg. Then I knocked three times and wiped my feet. The dog let go and the screen door opened. Bob come out and says, what do you want? Says, come see your truck. He says, follow me. Come on, Frank. Dog's name is Frank. <laughs> Well, we all went past the chicken house through the hog pen down to the tractor shed and then wound up in the back of the barn field of cow pies. 
And sitting right there in the pool of grease was a half-ton Chevy pickup truck with a 1960 license plate, a bumper sticker says, vote for Dick, and a gorilla box full of rusty parts. And Bob says, what do you think? Well, I kicked the tire and then got the seat and sat on a petrified apple cord and found a bunch of field mice living in the glove compartment. He says her shaft is bent and the rear end leaks. You can fix her quick with an oil or rag. Use a nail starter. I lost key. Don't pay any mind to that whirring sound. She used a little oil, but outside of that, she cherry. I says, what'll it take? She says, what do you got? It says, $28.15. Says, you got a deal signed here. I'll go get the title and the can full of gas. I put a nail in the slot and fired her up. She coughed and belched up a bunch of smoke, and I backed right through the hog pan into the yard. Well, Frank jumped in, bit my leg, and I beat him off the crowbar. He jumped on out, and the door fell off, and the left front tire went flat. I jacked it up and patched the tube, and Frank tore a piece of my shirt off. And then Bob came out and called him off, says, you better get on out of here. I went left on the one-lane gravel road, went 14 west and County 12, took two full quarts of 40-weight oil just to get her to the Conoco station. And I pulled up to the regular pump, and then Harold Sykes and his kid come out and says, I'd seen better stuff at junkyard, and where'd you ever get that truck? I said, that's a long story, Harold. I was thumbing through the want ads in the Shelby County Tribune. When this yeah, don't ask me. Don't ask me what made me think of that song. But I was like, you know what? We're going to play it today. I don't I don't know why. I was like, we're going to play it. It just sounded very fitting, sounded appropriate. And I was like, I don't know. There's something inside me. Like I said, I, I woke up with that. And I was like, you know what? We're going to play that today. We're going to definitely play that today. Um, so it's not for everybody. Like my wife would hear that song and she just heard that song now for the second time today. Cause she's listening in as she's probably waiting for my daughter to get her haircut right now. And, uh, she like th- th- that type of music, like, you know, that that's like that, that Johnny cash type stuff, CW McCall, definitely not her cup of tea. Like she'll listen to it. She'll appease my, she'll appease to me and she'll listen. But meanwhile, she's rolling her eyes. Like you realize I hate this stuff, right? And that's when she kind of, you know, gets me back and starts showing me like all sorts of girly stuff. And like, we want to renew our vows next year. So now she's like showing me all this stuff like, oh, check out all this stuff we're going to spend money on. I'm like, oh, no, she cornered me. She did it today while we were eating breakfast. <laughs> she goes, you probably don't care, but I'm going to show you anyway. I'm like, okay, show me if you like it. And you, if, if you care, then I care. <laughs> anyway, so. Um, let's see. Oscar was saying one piece at a time is my personal favorite. I have to look that up. I can, I have to look that up. Um, that's going to be awesome. I got to check that out. Yeah. I I want to, I like, I like stuff like that. I like songs that tell a good story. You know, um, I forgot there's another one, not CW McCall, but who is it? Um, he sings the song Teddy bear in phantom three Oh nine. His name is fleeing my mind right now. Um, Oh, Red So Vine. That's another favorite of mine. I love listening to Red So Vine. Talk about good storyteller. There's another good song called that he, uh, Red So Vine does called uh, The Vietnam Deck of Cards and how he used the Vietnam Deck of Cards as his way to uh, get God in his life um, and how it reminds him of key stories in the Bible. And that's, I guess, from what I understand, according to that song, I guess it's a true story. So maybe we'll play that one of these days too. But anyway. So um, what we're going to do first is we're going to just jump right in and read the Jural Covenant of Office. We'll talk about it a little bit. And then there's another sound piece I want to play. It's about just a little under five minutes long. It's from a movie called The Newsroom. Maybe you've watched it. I've never seen the movie The Newsroom, but I have seen this scene. And I was thinking about it this morning and something told me to go find it. It took me a while to find it, but I found it. 
and because um, I wasn't sure what to type in the search bar. And I found it, and I want to play it because this is very important. It's very important to hear. Um, so first off, let's go over the Jiro Covenant Office. Now, yesterday we went over what's called the Declaration of Unalienable Rights. Those are rights that you cannot give away. Those are rights that can't be taken because they're God-given. And if you haven't heard the show, go back and listen to it. It's right there in the title, Declaration of Unalienable Rights. Today, you can find, if you want to read along with what I'm reading, it's uh, found on national-assembly.net. That is the school of the National Assembly. It is an educational site. It is not the, you know, de jure government entity itself. It is a resource for learning, expanding your, 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 you know, education on our historical documents. And you can read the Magna Carta and the Mayflower Compact and the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution for the United States. Among those key important documents, you can also read stuff like the Jural Covenant Office. So if you want to read the Jural Covenant Office, national-assembly.net, you can go to the resource tab, click on that, go down to handbook. And when you click on handbook, you'll come up to a page that has a table of contents. You scroll down to the table of contents to appendix letter D as in Delta. D as in, uh, excuse me, C. C as in Charlie, not Delta. Delta is a Declaration of Independence. No, Appendix C, Jural Covenant of Office. If you want to read along, it's not very long, but if you want to read along, it's there. Now, again, this is one of three documents that I sign in front of three living witnesses to become a jurist in the de jure government of the United States of America. Now it says, and now this is a sample form I'm reading. So Jural Covenant of Office, sample form. So at the top, you have the name of your state, jurist in your name of county, county settlement. Now with right hand raised in front of three live witnesses in Jural Assembly, by your own words, pledge the following for Jural Covenant. <clears throat> I declare my unalienable rights are held by indigenous power in one people, assembly in this free and independent nation equals state. With a firm reliance on divine providence, I will support, protect, and defend the natural God-given rights and liberty of the people of the free and independent state. And in this case, would for me, would be like Michigan, name of state. It's free and independent state, Michigan. I am sentient and of free will. And by this covenant, I agree to accept and serve very important word, serve as a jurist serving in Michigan, a free and independent nation state. Excuse me, a free and independent nation equals state. I, and then your name, Jane Lewis Doe, do solemnly pledge by jural covenant to serve with, then your name of county, settlement, lawfully settled within the geographical boundary of your state. So in this case, like Michigan, a free and independent nation equals state. I will delegate power from unalienable rights held by indigenous power, if appointed or elected to any office, serving the people in name of state, a free and independent nation equals state. And I accept such calling. I will faithfully serve this office. I will uphold, support, preserve, protect, and defend my local county settlement covenant, the covenant of name of state, a free and independent nation equals state. 
protect and defend the Declaration of Independence, the July 4, 1776, and the Constitution, 1789, and the Bill of Rights, circa 1791. I will perform and fulfill all general duties and administer the laws of this free and independent nation equal state with respect to its people faithfully, impartially, peacefully, honorably, and never contrary to the law of Almighty God. Presenting no one through envy, hatred, malice, covetedness, or ill will, and leaving no one unrepresented because of fear. Very important. We will leave no one unrepresented because of fear, favor, affection, reward, or enticement. Investigating without restraint all matters of knowledge or which have been brought forth unto me in such impartial capacity, keeping all such counsel and deliberations at all times secret for protection of the people. I solemnly affirm to do all of this to the best of my ability and understanding as a sacred covenant between me and the people. I am about to serve local to this free and independent state and the almighty creator. So help me God. And then underneath it says Appalachian autograph, may heaven and earth be one eternal witness this day affirmed and autographed by Appalachian in grace entered in almighty God by, and then you autograph it with your first last in, um, first middle last name, the date, and then you print your name and then you have your address of course. And then your witnesses, your three witnesses. And then at the bottom of this document, at the bottom of this document, it says, a jurist is one who that knows, engages in and will uphold matters of common law. A qualified jurist may be called, elected, or appointed to serve in positions of delegated authority for, name of state, a free and independent state. They may be called upon to serve on a jury panel or excuse me, on a jury panel as a juror on a county, state, or national district grand jury, trial jury, special jury, jural assembly, or remain collected in an assembly jury pool for reserves as alternates on select committees, as select office holders, or actually seated upon one of the many juries that shall exist from the county level and up. That is the general covenant of office. It's a very, very important thing. And it's something that can easily be requested to be suspended if your character and your actions operate contrary to those three documents that you swore an oath to defend and uphold and protect. Very important. Now, let me go back to this for a second. Let me pull up the 1828 dictionary for a minute. Hold on. www.1828. Hold on. Noah Webster's. Hold on. Where is it? 1828. There it is. So if you want to look up now, I still suggest you buy the hard copy. And I still need to buy I want to buy a Black's Law dictionary. But right now I have an a Noah Webster's American Dictionary, the 1828 Noah Webster's 18, uh, American Dictionary. For some reason, people like to get their panties in a bunch about the word indigenous. They're like, oh, that's not, that's, 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 that's wrong. That's, that's not woke. All right, let's look this up for a minute. In 
indigenous. Indigenous. Indigenous is an adjective. Okay, first off. And it's Latin for indigena. There's two definitions. First definition, native, born in a country, applied to persons. Definition number two, native, produced naturally in a country or climate, not exotic, applied to vegetables. So, I don't know about you, but I read those two definitions and nothing in it sounds very offensive to me. As, as not afraid says it here in the chat, how very offensive. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, yeah. So, so just just to set the record straight for anybody that wants to come at me sideways, be like, how dare you? How dare you sign a document that talks about indigenous power? You're not indigenous. Okay. Go away, Karen. And before I get people getting upset about me using the word Karen in a negative reference, just understand I have three Karens in my family. I have, we have two aunts. I have an aunt who passed away. God rest her soul. My wife has an aunt and my grandmother's name is Karen. So stop, go away. <laughs> Seriously. Oh man. Yeah. But you know what? Oscar is right. It is offensive to a democracy and we don't, we don't follow a democracy. See, when they talk about this is a threat to our democracy, when you hear Biden and, and Kamala Cameltoe heels up to the heavens, Harris, who likes to lay on her back or his back, whatever it is, you know, when these people like the Obamas, they say, um, uh, you know, this is a threat to our democracy, threat to our democracy. They're talking about within the scopes of the corporation, because in their corporation, that's the democracy. See, in a common law with a de jure institutional form of government, in which we are self-governed as we the people. See, that is not a democracy. That is a republic, a republican form of government. And I, I challenge you, go back in all of our founding documents, all of our original documents. Go back and read all of them. You will not find the word democracy anywhere. You know what else you won't find? You will not find the words combined together, a democratic republic. You will not find democratic republic in there as well. Just saying. And yeah, not afraid with saying, repeat the pledge to the Republic. Yeah, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands. One nation under God, not over God, under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Now, I'm pretty sure I didn't see a democracy in there. Pretty sure. I want to play this real quick for it because this is very important. Again, it's a little bit under five minutes long, and then we'll have maybe a little discussion on it. And again, it's from the movie, The Newsroom. And before I play this, I also want to say this. There is a slight language. Um, there is a slight language warning on this. I, I try not to. I, I've been trying to do better with keeping my own minor bad words like the s word and stuff like that out of my language when i'm on the show because there should be no there really honestly should be no reason for for foul language and i want this platform to be one that families with children as low as two, all the way up to 102 and beyond and below that can listen without learning new uh colorful language 
if you will. Um, but this one, I, I, I could have edited it and try to bleep it out, but I'm just, I'm fair forewarning you. So if anybody has children that has, and it's, there's an F bomb or t- I think one or two, I can't remember, but not like obsessive where it's over and over again, like a sailor. It's actually very properly placed in the context of this, of the scene. But if you have children again, turn it down for the next five minutes. When you start hearing the scene play about four minutes and 48 seconds to be exact, but five minutes. Okay. So again, explicit language warning to this next piece I'm about to play. Move on to the next question. Go ahead. Hi, my name is Jenny. I'm a sophomore, and this is for all three of you. Can you say in one sentence or less what, (laughs) um, you know what I mean? Can you say why America is the greatest country in the world? Diversity and opportunity. Lewis? Uh, Freedom and freedom. So let's keep it that way. Will? The New York Jets. (laughs) No. No. I'm going to hold you on that. What makes America the greatest country in the world? Well, Lewis and Sharon said it. Diversity and opportunity and freedom and freedom. I'm not letting you go back to the airport without answering the question. Now, just to paint the picture, in this scene, there's a woman in the crowd holding up a sign saying, it's not. And then she says something else in her sign. I forgot what it says, but I'm going to continue to play this. Well, our Constitution is a masterpiece. James Madison was a genius. The Declaration of Independence is, for me, the single greatest piece of American writing. You don't look satisfied. One's a set of laws and the other's a declaration of war. I want a human moment from you. What about the people? Why is America not the greatest greatest country in the world, Professor? That's my answer. You're saying yes. Let's talk about fine. Sharon, the NEA is a loser. Yeah, it accounts for a penny out of her paycheck, but he gets to hit you with it anytime he wants. It doesn't cost money. It costs votes. It costs airtime and column inches. You know why people don't like liberals? Because they lose. If liberals are so fucking smart, how come they lose so goddamn always? Hey, and with a straight face, you're going to tell students that America is so star-spangled awesome that we're the only ones in the world who have freedom? Canada has freedom. Japan has freedom. The UK, France, Italy, Germany, Spain, Australia, Belgium has freedom. So 207 sovereign states in the world, like 180 of them have freedom. All right. And yeah, you, uh, sorority girl, just in case you accidentally wander into a voting booth one day, there's some things you should know. And one of them is there is absolutely no evidence to support the statement that we're the greatest country in the world. We're seventh in literacy, 27th in math, 22nd in science. 49th in life expectancy, 178th in infant mortality, third in median household income, number four in labor force, and number four in exports. We lead the world 
in only three categories. Number of incarcerated citizens per capita, number of adults who believe angels are real, and defense spending, where we spend more than the next 26 countries combined, 25 of whom are allies. Now, none of this is the fault of a 20-year-old college student, but you nonetheless are, without a doubt, a member of the worst period, generation period ever, period. So when you ask what makes us the greatest country in the world, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yosemite? Sure used to be. We stood up for what was right. We fought for moral reasons. We passed laws, struck down laws for moral reasons. We waged wars on poverty, not poor people. We sacrificed. We cared about our neighbors. We put our money where our mouths were, and we never beat our chest. We built great big things, made ungodly technological advances, explored the universe, cured diseases, and we cultivated the world's greatest artists and the world's greatest economy. We reached for the stars, acted like men. We aspired to intelligence. We didn't belittle it. It didn't make us feel inferior. We didn't identify ourselves by who we voted for in the last election, and we didn't, we didn't scare so easy. We were able to be all these things and do all these things because we were informed by great men, men who were revered. First step in solving any problem is recognizing there is one. America is not the greatest country in the world anymore. Yeah. Tell you what, when I saw that, I was like, wow. That was powerful. That was extremely powerful. I do apologize for the two F-bombs that were in that, but I, I remembered seeing that scene, and I was thinking to myself, you know what, this needs to be played. And I might play it again here, maybe tomorrow or another show. But, uh, <clears throat> you know, we've entered into, we, we, we've, we've, entered into a stage in life in this country where we stopped critically thinking. And I think Oscar was saying up here somewhere in the chat, let me find it. He said, critical thinking is, is, is the key to depro you know, to deprogramming to which Ron Rocky raccoon here in, in the chat was saying so true, Oscar. See that scene may be from a movie, but it is a, eye-opener as ron would say say right as he said right here in the chat it hits home hard almost too hard for some people to even realize you know because we've been taught that america is the greatest nation in the world and and we used to be and uh, to answer patriot beagle yeah i can i can post that i can post a link for that so you can check it out it's a powerful scene um, sorry, Destry. <laughs> he says early, you caught me off guard. Sorry, brother. Um, yeah, I just figured I'd, I was trying to capitalize on doing the show while the girls were out getting their hair done. So I can try to maximize my family time on the one day off I have this week because tomorrow I got to work and Saturday is a face-to-face -face assembly state meeting. So I'm trying to be smart with my time here. So I apologize for the early earliness of the show, <laughs> but 
back to what we were saying with regards to this movie scene. Again, it's called the newsroom. Um, a lot of people have become, well, actually, it's funny. I was just about to say this as I was reading it. Uh, like, Not Afraid was saying here in the chat, we have been lazy, been pampered, and complacent. Yeah. We've been brainwashed, too. Why? Because we've been taught not to critically think. We need to unlearn from this indoctrination system, as Dustry puts it. Patriot Beagle was saying that we have to be able to learn mostly everything that we were, we have to unlearn mostly everything that we were taught. Yeah, that's why homeschoolers do this thing called unschooling. Yes, and back to the Gerald Covenant office, like Oscar says, we just need a few more JCOs and we can be the greatest country again. I haven't listened to the show from last Friday, but Kirk's Law Corner, he did a show, Kirk Pendergrass, and I guess he talked about something regarding about what Trump was saying about how in, we are going to have a, a government that the people will not recognize. I'm going to go listen to that show tomorrow, and I'm going to find some key sound clips, and we'll go over it, and we'll review it. But we are, we are going to be entering into a time in this country in which we haven't, people will not recognize because we have been living underneath a corporate tyranny under a legal system. Nobody has any idea what common law looks like. Nobody knows what a, a, fat, a quick and speedy trial even looks like. And people are starting to understand and starting to realize and wake up to the fact that Obviously, like he said at the end of that movie scene, to first fix a problem, we have to first admit and identify that there is a problem. We do have a problem. It's called tyranny and Luciferianism in the bowels of a little place called D.C., which spreads its viral tentacles all over the world and all over this nation. And yet, like Destry was saying here, people think that Trump is going to get back in and all things will be good. No, he won't. And, in, it, and it's a mistake. This would be a mistake. Trump is not the fix-all, be-all. Remember, yes, he is commander-in-chief, but remember, he was president of a de facto. He cannot go back into as a president in the de facto. No. That works. Lawfully. Trump is not your white and shining knight. You know, he's not going to be the knight with that, you know, uh, your shining knight with that white horse. It's going to roll in. The military is not going to come in and, and rescue us. No, the military is doing what they are being instructed via the 21 requisitions. But at the same time, they are still kind of in the background until we, the people, reseat the seats that have sat vacant since 1861. See, they can't really do much of anything until we, the people, return to the seats that rightfully belong to us in the people's house. That's right, Rocky Raccoon. We rescue ourselves. That's what he typed in. We rescue ourselves. We are the plan. And like Not Afraid also said here, Wars are won by the people. See, this community is so bright and smart. Speaking of bright and smart, I don't want to forget this because I did say I would make this, uh, I, would, I would put this on the air. So today, 
somebody who follows the Telegram channel. I was so proud when I saw this. So somebody on the Telegram channel uh, left a comment. And this is what she said. Her name's Kimberly. I'll leave her last name out, but it is on Telegram. But her name's Kimberly. She writes on my page, thank you for this great information. I've heard from other sources that President Trump has bankrupt the U.S. Corp. Through his, effect, uh, through his executive orders, coupled with devolution and the continuity of government in which we are all currently under. So I had always wondered why the need to become a state national if the U.S. corporation has already been terminated. We would just then need to go back to the Constitution to start all over with the reestablishment of the original and organic republic prior to 1871. Yep. I'd say she about got it. I think she she is my new favorite poster poster of the day. See, all it takes is connect some dots, ladies and gentlemen. Look at what Donald Trump has done. Educate yourself. Do some digging. It's not hard to figure out, which is one of the reasons why I'm not going to be responding to as many questions on Telegram. You either get it or you don't. If you don't get it and you need somebody to hold your hand and give you a personal guided tour, through the national-assembly.net website on where to look and, and how to find this information. Like, look, I gave you two sites, hishardline.com, click on the assembly link and listen to some of those shows. Go to national-assembly.net. Also, there's nasawnews.blogspot.com. Three sites right there. Oh, excuse me. Correction, four. Kirkslawcorner.com. You can also go on Rumble, listen to his recordings. Kirk's Law Corner LLC. All one word in the search bar, you can find his channel. Oh, yeah, I'm with you, Patriot Beagle. Yeah, he, he says, I think some people just like to troll you, Jason. Of course they do. They're paid, they're paid opposition. They're Soros freaks. They're Soros-funded freaks. And quite frankly, I'm okay with the trolls. Trolls are fun. They're fun. Because I can understand when someone's being a troll, even in the most subtle ways. But then also at the same time, I can see when somebody has true sincere frustration at which I will respond to them in kind a little bit more in detail. But I typically take it to God and I ask him like, God, who is this? Is this a, is this a worthless troll? Can I have fun with him? No, just leave it be. All right. This is what we do with trolls. We laugh. We laugh at them like little chipmunks, right? what we do with trolls yeah and like not afraid with saying trolls turn to stone when the light shines on them yep that's it and uh so you know it at the end of the day back to that movie scene <clears throat> excuse me back to that movie scene where he said we used to be the greatest nation on earth right and we certainly can be. We can certainly get back to that. But we have to do that. We have to be the ones that bring America. It was fearless men before us that instituted, you know, what we have today. But then we left it. Because again, like that reporter asked Benjamin Franklin, what form of government have you given us? He said, a republic, if you can keep it. 
To which Robert E. Lee said, and if you cannot keep it, you will end up with a democracy. Well, we've done a terrible job keeping our republic, and guess what? Now we have this thing called D.C., and they call themselves and operate under a democracy. We are not a democracy. That's demon control. We are not a democracy. We are a republic of we the people. So, that is pretty much, really in a nutshell, all I have. Just trying to think if there's anything else I want to put out there. Um, remember, don't forget to check out the website, www.hishardline.com. Share the website far and wide if you could. I finally started a Give, Send, Go. It's uh, some The link is somewhere on there if somebody wants to go on there and contribute great, but you know, not something I'm heavily pushing, but it's there. Um, but also national-assembly.net. It's a very good resource. Go to kirkslawcorner.com, and you can also find him on Rumble, Kirk's Law Corner LLC, all one word. You can also find him on Telegram. Um, trying to think of what else we got here. I think that's about it, but uh, back to this JCO, this Jural Covenant of Office. This is something that we hold very, in, in very high regard, next to the Holy Bible, of course. Because if we get our JCO suspended, because our activity and our character, our actions, run contrary to our founding documents, yeah, somebody in the assembly can actually demand a suspension of minimum of one year of our JCO which basically makes us unable to participate in the Republican form of government, the, the lawful process, the de jure government. But again, only if my actions and character run contrary to what we swore an oath to. And then it you know, gets put up for a vote among the assembly as a whole. It's not up to just one person. One, one man or woman can, can go out there and say, um, I demand, you know, their JCO be suspended, but see, it has to be put to a vote. And then of course, some discussion has to take place for at least about five minutes, you know, to make sure you're like, well, well why state your case on why? And it had it better be, it better be based on factual evidence, not based on your opinion or because you don't like the man or woman. It better be based on facts, evidence, Because guess what? If it's not and you're going after somebody's JCO just because you don't like the man or woman and because it's just your own opinion and it's not based on anything, it's baseless, guess what? You can be objected to and then guess what? You might be on the other end of being demanded to have your JCO suspended. So this JCO we take very seriously. It's very, it's a very, very important document to us in the assembly. So... Is your state assembled? New Jersey, I see you're rocking it out out there. You've been showing this show some love. I've been seeing that your numbers are raising high in my analytics for, for listening to the shows. Thank you for your support, as well as all the other states, California, Missouri, Florida, New York, Illinois, and then other countries like Belize and India. Thank you, Canada. Um. I do appreciate the support. 
So again, if you want to learn more information, go to national-assembly.net, go in the forums, find, scroll down, find your state, county, and see who's talking in those forums there from your local state. Get involved. And we have a conference call every Thursday, national, state, uh, national conference call, National Assembly conference call every Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The phone call, the phone number, and all that information is on the national-net website. Check it out. Join us. Ask some questions. And we will be back here tomorrow for another episode of 444 and 445, where we do another reading in the Bible and another conversation where we will be talking about the Declaration of Independence. Let me see. I'm just reading through the chat real quick. So somebody with a um, just a random screen name that Podbean picks, they say every nation could create if given the resources and opportunity and if the fraudsters were eliminated. The fraudsters have to be eliminated by we the people, but we have to have the courage and the fortitude to, to do that. But I agree with you. Yeah, every nation can be, could be great. And you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step it up a second and say I think every nation will be great going forward when we get past this dark period of, of this war, I think every nation, every country will be great. Once the fraudsters are gone and eliminated, not afraid says you can't have law and order without laws. And if you can't have law and order without law with, excuse me, and you can't have law and order without laws, pay attention. Washington, DC, pay attention to Washington, DC. Yes. And then Destry says, we have the opportunity and resources, national-assembly.net. And with that, I say, God bless all of you. Have a good day or night, wherever you're located in the world. We will be back here tomorrow. And we're going to close this out with a prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for this day. Thank you for all that you provide to us and the resources and the education to help us um, get back to self-governance, to help restore this nation, and more importantly, to restore you back at the top of the throne. Because that is what is important. We need you not just at back at the top of the throne, but we need Jesus Christ in the hearts of the many. And the many need to realize who they are and where they come from, and that is from our Heavenly Father. And who we are, are children of God. We're children of you, men and women, your people called for a specific purpose. And we will carry out that purpose. Just show us the way, be our guiding light, and we will do our best to not disappoint you. We pray all of this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so very much for joining us here at His Heart Line. Remember, we are firm, we are steadfast, and we are uncompromising. Very important. We got to continue to hold that line, make sure we don't cross that line, and we can't let the enemy cross that line into our domain. As Joshua 1 9 states, be, I, I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. God bless, ladies and gentlemen. God bless. And America will be great again because America has we the people. Be back here tomorrow. Time to wake Time up. To wake up. <laughs> <laughs> no longer. 
Can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place? Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another, but we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government, while the people have borne the cost.